0: We're just so excited that you're here. I am Dr. Renee Sunday. I'm just so excited that you're here. This is Good Deeds Radio, and, you know, I'm your southern favorite southern girl. We just thank you for being here. What we're going to do is we want to, first of all, just pause and say that we are, thank you, thank you, thank you. We thank you that you may be listening live, you may be listening on our podcast, you may be listening on YouTube, you may be on our website, you may actually be on our social media as well, but wherever you are, we're going to actually, first of all, salute you. We're going to thank you for being who you are, because we cannot be who we are, guess what, unless you are who you are, and we are all in a process to, guess what, do better each and every day. What we do here at Good Deeds, we help you shine that light to the world. And people say, Dr. Sunday, tell us about this light. The light is that your goals, your dreams, the reason you were born, yes, the reason that you burn the midnight oil, as people say, the reason that you actually help other people. That's what we do. We help you shine that light to the world, and also we help you share that message. Because you know it's always a story in everybody's life, right? But well, we want to get started here. I want to tackle the question for this session. Uh, you've sent in so many questions. The question is ask Dr. Renee. If so we're going to do that, because we have a powerhouse in here. <laughs> and I'm excited to get, have my pen and paper ready, and I know you have that as well. But the question for Dr. Renee, the question, question. Thank you, Dr. Renee. Um, we tuned into your broadcast one time and you expressed that you grew up in poverty, that you actually um, had to deal with bullying. And they wanted me to dive a little bit into that, a little bit on this uh, broadcast today. And I just want to say uh, we had a long conversation, me and the young lady, about it. Um, of course, with anything that has happened in your past, uh, uh, you know, you didn't invite that in. You know, as the old saying... Life happens, right? Things happen in our life that we don't understand, some things that we just say, okay, what's really going on, okay? (laughs) But actually, the great thing about it, I did have great role models in my life. Uh, My mom and dad, when I came home to let them know what happened at school, uh, they actually quickly, quickly supported me. They actually taught me that I was beautiful and I was wonderfully made, that I can do whatever I put my mind to, that I can do that thing that's bubbling inside. And you know what? I tell people, I listen to that small voice of my parents saying that even when things happen to me today, you know, it's great to have wise counsel. It's great to have people in, in, in your circle. But you have to believe it yourself that you can do what you put your mind to. But what I really like is having mentors and coaches and people in my inner circle that's not going to tolerate me. They're going to, guess what, they're going to celebrate me. And they also going to push me further because sometimes other people see that greatness in you, guess what, that you can see yourself. But that's just a tidbit. i, I went through challenges. Uh, people say it seems like my life is easy. Uh, you know what the Bible says, you know, you, you know, what you have is much required, right? So whatever you're doing right now, the level that you're at is much required to actually be there, stay there, and go to the next level of your life. So it's, it's not a piece of it. <laughs> and all of us have challenges. All of us have things we have to go through. But we just got to do what I always say. You know what I'm about to say. We got to don't stop. We got to get it, get it. And, of course, if you have a question for Dr. Renee, we'll do a snippet here on the broadcast. But the thing that we really need to realize is we're going to have a conversation about it, and we're going to help each other. That's what we're going to do, because you matter. Everybody matters, okay? Because if you tap into your purpose, guess what? You're going to help somebody smile. You're going to help somebody fulfill their dreams. And guess what? That's going to make the world a better place. Woo! There you go. But, you know, I don't want to delay, don't want to delay, because I have an amazing young lady that's with us, and and, and the thing that I love about her, I just love the thing she stands for, and you know my team set me up, so it goes right on into what we're going to talk about, actually, today. We have Ms. Carolyn Hauser-Carson here with us. Uh, She is a German-trained neuropathic doctor humanistic, humanistic, depending on how you want to pronounce that, if you're from the south or from the north, psychotherapist. And she's a family um, facilitator. She's an author of not just one but two, but many. One we're going to talk specifically about today is Blossom, the seven steps to sexual healing. And her upcoming book is The Pleasure I Keep. Now, you know I'm I'm into both of those, right? The thing that I love about her is she's an international recognized speaker and teachers, her subjects that she concentrated spirituality, healing, and guess what, women empowerment. For almost, guess what, two decades, Carolyn combines her knowledge to helping women and brave men as well (laughs) to have abundant, love-filled lives that flow, guess what, flow with a sense of ease. Now, y'all thought I, you know, I didn't. It all works out, right? Her work is based on an intersection of where the human body, guess what, an experience meets past and even, you know what I'm saying, trauma, and she shows how each individual, authentic and true self is the source of one's own good, a place of unlimited abundance, creativity, courage, and joyful experience. Oh, so y'all know I'm shouting already, right? Carolyn Curlin lives with her divine partner, I love it, and soulmate, Paul, and her two beautiful, beautiful children. And guess what? The sunny Santa Barbara, California. And she's no out of California. From where she teaches, speaks, and also travels to host healing retreats, guess what? All over the world. We want to welcome, welcome, have been a world changer herself, Miss Carolyn Carson. Are you there? Yes, I am there. Thanks for having me. Hi. I just love it, Carolyn. It's just an honor and a privilege. I just want to say that right away before I you know, even get too far on, on this because you are just a, a world changer in yourself. So thank you so much for taking time out to be here with us on Good News Radio. Thanks for having me. Wow, we're gonna get in. We have our paper, we have our pen. Of course, we got a replay too as well. So, Carolyn, what inspired you to write this amazing book that we're gonna chime in on this afternoon morning, no matter where we are?
1: Well, my healing journey didn't start out with knowing that I had childhood sexual abuse. I was really anorexic and bulimic. So I was eating, having, um, I was suffering from eating disorders from when I was ten years old in my early twenties and in my early twenties I had a um a wake up moment where I basically realized that if I didn't change what I was doing I wouldn't live to be thirty and I wouldn't have children and I really 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 wanted to have children and so I was open to to try new things and I mean I had tried a lot of therapy and all kinds of stuff and nothing had helped and um at that point, my mom had invited me to check out what's called family constellations it's a It's a body of work that's originated from Germany and is very highly transformational. So I went to a weekend workshop and uh, experienced the work. And within three months, I was completely healed. So that was a miracle to me in my life because it it really saved my life. And um, when I went back home after that, I kind of didn't know what to do with my life really because I was just waiting tables. And one night a friend of mine kept me company as I was working and we got to talking and I, I shared the story with him and he said, Oh my God, if you know how to do this, you have to make this your life's mission. So because he kind of said that and I didn't know what else to do and it kind of made sense, I decided to basically spend my entire twenties traveling the world, learning about healing, becoming a naturopathic doctor and humanistic psychotherapist. And so by the end by the end of my twenties i I really thought I had it all figured out. I was helping people and uh, i had I had actually gotten married and I had had my first daughter and Then, with her turning three, my life kind of turned upside down because I started having memories of early childhood sexual abuse come back and with that happening and with you know with me having gone and spent so much time on learning how to heal um that's kind of what inspired the book, right? It was kind of clear, okay, you have all this knowledge, and now you've got to do all this work again by yourself, so figure out a way and And I felt very strongly that i didn't I did' not just have to figure out a way for myself I, I the whole time I could feel all the women you know the thousands and thousands of women that basically I was pioneering this path for, and so that's how the the book was born.
0: Wow. Now, this is, you know, as they say, and I love how you have it in your bio as well, of uh, divine, you use that word just really, I love it. Well, let's talk about the divine appointment of right now uh, with the Me Too movement. Uh, why is the Me Too movement just the beginning? I mean, and, and things that you've been doing pretty much all of your life really is helping us to actually See what we need to be a part of this actual movement.
1: Yeah, it's it's awesome that now it's getting attention. It makes my work much easier. The uh, the the Me Too movement is a great first step because it helps people come out of the closet. But for actual healing, something else is required. And so if you like I can go into that.
0: Oh please, yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so you know, a lot of people think of trauma and especially sexual trauma or sexual abuse as a psychological issue because we have a feeling like you know, we need to somehow get over it or um, we usually think that we have to try to understand it or forgive it or do some kind of a mental or emotional process about it to, to get beyond it. And the, the, what I've actually come to understand is that when trauma happens, it's much more of a physical and energetic um, problem than it is psychological. So I always Im- invite people to imagine that your body is your house, and when trauma happens, it's like lightning striking a house. And so when lightning strikes a house, the circuits in the house that make you know, the appliances in the house work to make the heater come on or you know whatnot, those circuits literally fry from the overload on electrical energy that came through the lightning, and so it's the same. It's the same with your physical body and your nervous system. Right, your nervous system is an actual physiological part that 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 distributes energy that makes your body run and makes you work and function. And so, when when trauma happens, it's it's too much energy is generated in your body, and it literally fries your brain. It fries your synapses, and so then you can't function properly anymore your body can't function properly anymore your feelings can't function properly anymore so it's a very different way of looking at it and now also much less scary because when you realize oh this is much more of a physical thing than an emotional it it takes the whole um terror i think out of thinking even thinking about starting to the healing process
0: wow that is so powerful. A much needed conversation, but but Carolyn, let's talk, go a little deeper, if it's okay. Um, you sure. know, we uh, talked briefly. Um, what is the most crucial first step when it comes to, uh, and you talked about it briefly with healing. Uh, I, I want to ask an off topic, if it's okay, question because what people have done in society is they put all abuses in one box. So tell us in regards Mm -hmm. of what we're talking about today is, you know, healing from sexual abuse. Like you said, so wonderful, we we concentrate on just the mental, we don't concentrate on the psychological part. You know, the things that's blocking us, if you will, the steps of how we can actually be healed from this and, and, and to be able to walk out our purpose in life. The thing that I love that you do in your book is, you know, the crucial things that we need to do when it comes to healing from sexual abuse.
1: Yeah, the the crucial thing is to realize that, yes, you know, somebody did something awful to you, but but yes, that happened. And also that doesn't mean that you have to stay in a victim relationship for the rest of your life. You can get to a place where that's happened, and it didn't completely deteriorate your life. Right, so learning to take responsibility. And a lot of people think that that means that you have to take responsibility for what happened. No, you know, it's, it's no, like, it is not your fault that what happened happened to you. And at the same time, um, I know that the universe is a very efficient place place and God is very loving. And that, <clears throat> that for us to evolve, sometimes we need to go to experiences that open our eyes to um, our own greatness. Right, and so to... The the responsibility comes in in not allowing that what happened determines the rest of your life, basically. To say, okay, this happened, and now let me learn. Let me see why it might have made sense. Right in my life, it made sense that it happened because I wanted to learn about personal power and how I can become a powerful co-creator. And so I had to give my power away, and, and I had to see and wake up to how I'm doing it before I could actually be powerful in my own life. And so for you, you know, it might be something similar, it might be something a little different. A lot of people who go through especially sexual trauma develop really um, amazing spiritual gifts because you you had to use those six senses, right, to, to stay safe and so forth. So, you know, maybe that that's why it had to happen to you so that you, you can have those amazing um, or develop those amazing gifts. So all I'm saying is that if somehow you can see a gift in what happened so that you don't have to stay in a in a in a relationship to the event where you feel this happened you have no choice um, it ruined your life and you're basically damaged forever it is absolutely not true
0: wow that's powerful and, and not to 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 make this because what some people do when they we talk about different abuses that we but th- this is what uh, I think we need to address was how can, let's for example, women tend to be, seem like there's more women in sexual abuse than men. So, so what makes that, uh, in, in your research and the things that you do with your clients, what makes a woman more susceptible, you know, that, that it happens more in women mm-hmm. in regards to sexual abuse? Well,
1: I do think because you know we as women are the weaker gender that in the past we really needed to say yes and submit and not say anything for our mere survival, right and so it's very, very, very deeply ingrained in us that we better don't say anything and just go along with the program, otherwise we're going to get hurt or killed or something and I do actually think in reality um that oftentimes it might be not the case that we're just too afraid to say no or to um, say really what we want or what we like or what we don't like um, or speak up because we think we can't or we think it's going to end badly. I I have my own theory. I think that maybe, you know, because the numbers are so high, the numbers is like one out of three women reported in the United States, right? And so you can imagine that it's probably higher in other parts of the world, have had a, a negative sexual experiences, And my feeling is that maybe in some of those cases, the men weren't even aware that they were doing something that the woman didn't like, right? Because we just don't speak up. And then obviously there's other cases where there's violence involved and all of that. But um, so, so it's a, you know, it's a very, it's, it's, I think it's a topic that's obviously has a lot of taboo and it's very touchy. And also I think if we can just look at it honestly and not in a way of like, Oh, you know, it's the women's fault or it's the men's fault, but, like, okay, how do we both participate? How how can it be that the numbers are so high? right? And I think part of it is this is this pattern that we are ingrained with as women to just not say anything, when, in fact, we might actually do have a choice and we might, you know, we we could speak up and, and it wouldn't end up badly. Wow. That's powerful. I
0: love that. Well, so how can women feel safe, uh, you know, with men again? I mean, because uh, obviously this has pretty much changed the whole way of thinking about uh, being yep. being around, being being intimate, etc.
1: Yeah. So part of the reason why we don't feel safe again after um, trauma has happened, and especially if it's been sexual trauma, is because our brain chemistry get, gets altered. Our brain consists of three different parts. It's the the bottom of the brain is the um, reptilian brain that's connected to survival. And then there's lower parts of the brain that are really connected with creativity, resourcefulness, um, making decisions that are really in alignment with your purpose, you know, your genius, your individuality, all of that is really in the higher regions of your brain. And so what's problematic when trauma happens is that basically your reptilian brain gets put in charge you know before it's kind of there and it it goes goes into action when when your life is threatened but after after trauma, basically that brain becomes very active and takes over and is kind of the the, the really the the brain that that runs your life and it's very very powerful because it's connected to your survival and so just imagine you know if you if you're literally making decisions like um uh, an animal, animal that 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 runs for its survival, right? So you can see how when you're in that stage, you're not, you're not um, connected to all your senses, and you're not really very resourceful and, and calm, and and you're not going to make really good decisions. You're going to make decisions that are connected to to surviving. And so, in order to feel safe again, it's really important to learn tools that will help. This, this switch basically to flip so that this old brain, this reptilian brain, starts to relax. And when that happens, then you can have access to your intuition and you can have access to your higher self. And your higher self is the that connection, um, that inner knowing, is what will help you feel safe again with yourself at first. Because, you know, we, we abandon ourselves. We don't trust ourselves, mostly because... Most of us blame ourselves to some capacity, even if we don't consciously do it, we subconsciously do it. And so helping the brain to to relax so that, that you can get into a space where you're actually being more of your true self, literally, will help you feel safe again with yourself and men and in any situation.
0: Wow, that's amazing. Very interesting information. I'm enjoying this. I know the listening audience is. Carolyn, let's, because um, ladies and gentlemen, she will let you know how to get this life-changing publication. Um, and we've kind of went back and forth, but what are the seven steps of the Blossom's journey? It's
1: The first step is really about, Helping the, the subconscious understand what the journey ahead is because if anybody has tried to change anything, you know how hard it is, and that's hard because the subconscious, the job of the subconscious is to keep us safe, and what's known is safe, even if it's misery, even if you're sick and broke and in bad relationships, if that's what's known, it's better than the unknown, even if the unknown is better. So the first step is really around teaching your conscious brain about what's happening so that the resistance, that you know what to do when the resistance comes. And then the second step has to do with landing within yourself because in order to transmute the energy, you know, when we talked about the house and the the lightning earlier, so there's tons of energy that has gotten stuck, negative energy that's gotten stuck in your body, and you will need to learn to use your body as an instrument. And so that the first thing that you need to be doing so that you can use your body is to actually start learning to be in your body. A lot of abuse survivors they, you know, we're not in our bodies. We're kind of like living kind of like outside of our body. So the second step helps you with that. And the third step helps you to connect your intuition. The fourth step helps you to see with eyes of truth, kind of what we talked about in the beginning, to really see that, you know, you're not really a victim, that yes, this happened to you, but there's ways that you can change and take something from it and become really strong. And then the, And I help you see that because obviously that's hard for a lot of people to do. And then the fifth step is really where I teach you how to use your body as an instrument to transmute and, and, and transform the negative emotions and negative energy so that you can heal your nervous system. And then the sixth step and the seventh step have all to do with um, being in a relationship, using your relationships for your healing Learning, knowing how to communicate, um, learning about feminine and masculine energy and how to be in the feminine and how to use the masculine if you're if you're a woman or how to be in the masculine and use your feminine if you're a man, so that you can really be in an energetic wholeness. Like my my work is a lot around looking at us as an energetic being in helping us to be harmonious as an energetic being so that we can resonate or vibrate at a high vibrational frequency. Because when we do that, our life becomes very pleasurable and um, it's easy for us to know what our purpose is and it's easy for us to fulfill our purpose um, and all of that. So yeah, those are the seven steps in a nutshell.
0: Wow. Course of course, a life journey <laughs> that you had to mm-hmm. learn this. Oh, it's just so fascinating. I'm just so amazed. But, you know, let me, let, let's dive a little deeper because, I mean, this is powerful. I, I know people are being changed every day just by you being in your purpose. And you you touched on it. Um, what is pleasure intelligence? You touched on that a little bit in, in your seven steps, but, but what is pleasure mm-hmm. intelligence? Um that's
1: powerful I know. <laughs> yeah, so after I went to Blossom Journey and then kept off I realized that what we really need to develop is pleasure intelligence and and so I I I say you know people have to develop a pleasure IQ and a pleasure IQ is really someone's ability to allow pleasure in all areas of your life. I believe that we all came here to have the the best feeling most fulfilling Um, life experience that we can have and that includes living your purpose right because that's when you live your purpose and the abundance comes the fulfillment comes the happiness comes and everything comes from that and so a lot of us have blocks around that and and so learning to let go of those blocks learning to allow ourselves to feel pleasure in different areas when we can do that that's how we change our energetic frequency and that's how we become A high vibrational being basically right so so when we've gone through abuse and trauma basically there's a there's almost like an energetic layer that's put inside of us that's keeping us low vibrational and it's keeping us away from really being the person that we're meant to be and so it's about like getting rid of those layers so that we can truly shine and be who we are and developing your pleasure intelligence helps with that
0: Wow, I knew it was amazing. So what are the two things necessary to manifest what we want in life? Everybody talks about abundance now, uh, manifestations now. I even have a book, Manifestations Now. But what two things are necessary to manifest what we want in life?
1: Yeah, so the two things that are necessary is that we know what our real, true, core desires feel like right because oftentimes we want something but it's actually not a real we let's say you know you just want you want to get a job because you need the money but really don't want the job because it's really not what you want to do right so learning what our true 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 um, what our soul is basically pulling us toward and again this has to do with being in your body so it's it takes a little while for some people to learn especially if you've been out of your body but essentially, it's really just learning what it feels like to have a real core desire and, and then allowing allowing that and not putting it away because that's also what we do. You know, we, we have a glimpse of what we really wanted and then we put it away and say, oh, it's not possible for us. So those two go together and learning to feel and know and allow our core desires. And then the second thing is we need to learn to get ourselves into a um, a place of non-resistance or a state of non-resistance, a, a harmonious energetic space where we have no inner conflicts where where we're basically in harmony with with ourselves and life, because when we are, when we're connected to our core desires and say yes to them and when we are in a harmonious state, then the universe can come and bring us and and help us and meet us, and our life experience is one of ease and flow and fulfillment.
0: I love it, I love it, I love it. Carolyn, tell us, and we we tapped on it, but tell us what are your four steps of the pleasure IQ system?
1: The first step is releasing shame and guilt because as we talked about, shame and guilt are very, very low vibrational frequencies. Um, Or as we talked about negative emotions, shame and guilt are actually some of the very lowest. They um, vibrate at 30 200, the, vibrant, the vibration of 200 is where things start to be life-affirming or can sustain life. Anything below 200 is actually life-destroying. So, you know, if your body is sick, it's probably because somewhere there is negative energy in your body and you're vibrating below 200. And shame and guilt are two very low vibrational frequencies. So we address those first. Um, and... I teach people how they can release shame and guilt and how they can spot it, and then the second step has to do with integrating the feminine and masculine. Because for most of us, the reason why we're not in harmony is because we're in conflict or we have those two energy streams in conflict within ourselves. And then the third step is reconnecting to your core sexual power. Um, you know, a lot of us are not connected to it, even if we don't, even if we haven't gone through sexual trauma, because as a society. Well let's just let me back up a little bit. The people in power have known that there is vibration and that there's high vibrational states and how to get into high vibrational states and that it is connected to your well being, to your pleasure and to the way that you feel. And so they have intentionally taught us to disconnect from our pleasure pleasure and our power, right? So the church and you know, there's all kinds of um, ways that we've been really disconnected from our, it's made to appear that sexuality is bad, right, because people in power knew that when they do that, when they introduce shame and guilt, right? the, the mm-hmm. easiest way to introduce shame and guilt is through sexuality to saying, oh, that's bad, because we're all like, oh, it's so close to us, it's so intimate that, you know, it's it's when when we have shame and guilt in that area, it's where it suppresses us the most energetically, and so people in power have known that and used um used religion and other teachings to basically keep us all disempowered. And so clearing that and understanding that and learning how to connect to your and heal, you know, heal the hurt in your um, sexual organs and in your own being because we are a sexual being and it's very painful to have to deny ourselves. And that doesn't have, you know, it has nothing to do with being frivolous or you know being able to have sex with a lot of people or something it it really has to do with us allowing ourselves to feel our own energy, our own sexual energy our our vibrancy, our you know sexual power is a very powerful energy, and it 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 none of us is actually used to feeling that good and and having pleasure in our life, so that's all connected to the third step, and then the fourth step is is around learning. Daily practices and learning ways how in learning ways, in which you can live so that you can be a high vibrational being every day in your everyday life.
0: Wow, everybody needs your work. I mean, we this needs to be all over the airways everywhere. Because yes. oh my God, everybody.
1: <laughs> And I'm working. Oh, on, wow. I'm working on getting an Oprah. I'm working on getting an Oprah. So <laughs> if anybody knows Oprah, it oh, connect to me. Ooh. Oh,
0: Lord. Well, Carolyn, I, I mean, you have so much to to share. Tell us, let's let's do this because you know time is going by so quickly here. Yes. What, what are some resources that you have, and and where can we find them? I mean, like I said, everybody on the planet. I mean, we need to be a pre at every level because I can, I know right, all of us have had some experience. We need to to, to, to overcome and, and and go forward so we can, you know, pursue our purpose with with the right energy. So, what are some of the resources you have, and where can we find it?
1: Yeah, so my main web, my main place where people can find me is my website and it's called womenintheflow.com. Women in the flow and flow is f L O W. And so on there I have two gifts and um it says, you know, the, the one tool that you'll need for manifesting and it essentially it's it's the process on how you um transform the negative energy that has gotten stuck in your body into positive energy so that you can become a high vibrational Person and being that you can heal your body, you can heal your your you know your relationships and everything. And then the second tool is a practice that teaches you to learn what your real yes and what your real no feels like, so that moving forward, when you when you feel in your body and no, you know that you have you know that that's a no, <laughs> and 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 then make decisions based on that basically. And when you do that, your life transforms very quickly as well. And then on the website you can find um I actually do have the Pleasure IQ as an online course and I I do retreats around the world. I have one coming up in July on the Mayan Riviera near Cancun. If anybody's interested, you can reach out on my website and inquire about that. And I also have a free Facebook group where I, you know where I am daily basically and answer questions, give tips, share what I do for my everyday living, you know, how I keep myself in Great vibrational shape and so forth, and share more resources. And that you can also find that on the website and on Facebook. It's womenintheflow. Well, womenintheflow on Facebook as a Facebook group, and the website is womenintheflow. And the book Blossom you can buy wow. on the website and also on Amazon.
0: Wow! Wow! We just be paying out. We need to bookmark our website. Ladies and gentlemen, that's what you said. Oh my God! Because it's a puffer a and a vast of information. But, but, Carolyn, I want to ask this: uh, What are some? I mean, as we, you know, because you gave us so much information that can change our life right away. So, what do you want our listeners to take away from this amazing experience? I'm, I'm you know, I'm not going to say an interview, but this amazing experience that we actually have shared with you on this day.
1: Oh, thank you. The most important thing I want people to understand is that, you know, we don't have power over other people. We don't have power what they do and what they do to us maybe. And also we don't have power over our circumstances, but we do have power over our own vibrational state. And so if you understand that and then really make it your focus to learn about your own energy and how you can basically upgrade and transform your own energy, um, your life, you know, that gives you the power back to really create an amazing life. It's, it's very, it's, you know, it's, it's that simple in a, in a sense, right? It doesn't require much more. So remember that you do have the power to, to learn that it's just a skill, you know, it's just a skill like learning a new language and, um, allow yourself to have the resources and, and support along the way. But basically don't forget that the, your power comes from you helping yourself with your own energy.
0: Wow. Carol, I'm in tears because I'm, I, oh, you're just so amazing. First of all, we want to thank you so much for taking time out and being in, in, here with us uh, on Good Deeds. But the, the greater thing I want to really say is thank you so much for being in your purpose and accepting the call that's on your life to help empower so many people. So thank you so much. Thanks so much, and my pleasure. Oh. And we will be sharing your information throughout our network. So thank you, thank you, thank you. I
1: appreciate it. Thank you.
0: Woo, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know what to do. I'm on a screen, I am on to stop, but make sure you <laughs> connect with Miss Carolyn Hauser Carson. I mean she's powerful. I I mean I'm 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 about to fall out my feet. Jesus. Well anyway, but we're gonna have the replay up very soon. Please share this with your friends and family, all of her information. You know, you heard what she said. She's giving you a lot of information that's free. But please, please uh, support her in the different publications that she has and the ones that that will come. Ooh, I'm so excited. But what we want to let you know that uh, if you want to contact with us, if you want your uh, to be a guest on our radio TV show, or if you want to actually have your own radio show, we are coaching people with that. And we want you to walk in your business. We actually help people identify their purpose if they're not aware. And then we help them build a platform so they can be seen, be heard, and guess what, get paid. That's right. And help people smile, help people fulfill their dreams. And we also have a publishing company and a nonprofit organization. If you're looking to support and volunteer with a nonprofit organization, we have all that information over on our website, which is reneesunday.com. Again, that is R R-E-N-E-E, Sunday S U N D A Y. What we want you to know that is, you do have a calling. You do have a reason you were born. You know I'm saying? Get ready, on your ears. You're not a mistake. <laughs> you gotta do three things. Three things. You gotta believe. You gotta trust. And guess what? You gotta walk that thing out. You gotta do it because we need you in this world to walk out your destiny, your purpose. You gotta. Don't stop. Stand with me. You gotta. Get it, get it. And you got to get your purpose now. You know, this is Good Deeds. And I'm Dr. Renee Sunday. We'll see you next time. Bye bye.